Hey guys, welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. I'm your host, Kendra Beavis, and today I'm sitting with my soul sister, Tia Crystal. Tia is an internationally renowned visionary artist. What she creates doesn't matter. It's how she creates it and where it comes from. She has done everything from jewelry design to fine art in every form you can think of. Her form of self-expression changes all the time, but what doesn't change is where it's coming from, and that's from the depth of her soul. She is truly following her soul's path, and that's what we're going to talk about today, finding your passion, living your truth, and what your life looks like when you're able to find that. So grab a cup of coffee and listen in. Welcome back to Tribe of Unicorns. Today I have with me my lovely, beautiful friend, Tia Crystal. She is a visionary artist. Welcome, Tia. Thank you, Kendra. Oh, so happy to be with you today and playing in the I'm evening. I'm so excited to talk to you. <laughs> oh, me, me too. <laughs> we, were t- we were chatting before we started recording and then I was like, wait, we have to record this. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Stop, don't say another word. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just find you the most, one of the most fascinating people I know. Can you explain a little bit about what you do, what a visionary artist is and and a little bit about your journey to that place? Sure. So, um, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me on and, and feeling that, um, our chat is definitely going to support and help so many people in the world today, which is what I know our intention is. Yes. I feel that's the premises about myself you know um, I'm a little older than 21 although I still feel like I'm 21 and I definitely must be older if I have a daughter of 30 <laughs> and, and I feel that the time in our world the way that we've been pushed with change um, is it only going to excite and grow in the possibilities of creativity and as a child I remember so many, you know, um, intuitive moments of feeling different. And I didn't really feel that I knew this world. And so that creative energy that I held from that very early age carried me through to some of my massive life-changing experiences. And I was reading something um, the other day about starseed children, especially Mm -hmm. children that of different consciousness they struggle with school and they actually sometimes struggle with their health because they're empathic and they um, absorb other people's emotions that really was my early years of um, I found school very difficult I didn't learn to read and write till I was way past 11 Um, I was always sick and I had whatever was going around to the nth degree of severity And I feel that there was something in that time when I wasn't at school that I was preparing myself for where I am in my life today as the visionary artist on many different facets of creation. And I feel that what my gift, my desire is to share is that within us all is this buried amazing treasure that COVID sort of gave permission to start looking at. It Mm. sort of gave us the the, uh, ability to slow down and really get to know ourselves on a deeper level more than we've ever maybe, you know, met ourselves in that way. And that's been my life's journey as a visionary to 
to home in on, to connect with, and allowing myself the gift because of learning difficulties not to fall into structure, although I'm very grounded and structured in how I um, create and set up my companies, but not structure in how I stop myself from exploring. So think out of the box and give yourself the ability to dance out of those lines because those ribbons of color that you create have a meaning, not only for you, but for who you are. It's interesting that you say, um, you know, I think there's so much about being a creative person that is unstructured tends to have a negative connotation, but I don't mean it that way in this, in this, this instance, Mm -hmm. I mean, you've done so many different things and the underlying, um, string under all of it is, is just expression. I think especially right now, so many people are trying to always define exactly what it is that they're doing. I'm this, I'm that. Even before we started talking, I was like, well, how do you want me to introduce you? You do so many different things and you express yourself in so many different ways. How do you feel about that idea that somebody needs to title themselves or put themselves inside a bucket, especially as a creative individual? Well, as a human mindset, we we look at ourselves as a physical entity rather than an expansion of a massive consciousness within a universe that we are. So we also look at ourselves as being everyone's the same. When someone talks about the universe, they go, well, the universe. And I say, well, your universe or a universe? Whose universe? Because it's our universe. It's, it's our creative. So, you know, structure, um, no structure. You can't create your authentic self when you're working through someone else's expectations or their eyes. You can only create for yourself. And sometimes that's the hardest thing to do because society says this and the books say that, and then there's you. And can you take that leap of faith and say, no, I'm, I'm going to create what's right for me, whether I feel that it's frowned upon or looked upon or structured enough, am I going to take that breath and leap of faith for myself? Right. How do you find that guidance? Where, where, where do you decide? Cause it, you know, I, I, at least in my life, I've found that there's been almost like seasons where it's the focus is this, this season and the next season, you know, I'm sort of um, moving on to a different energy or whatever. How do you make those choices yourself? There's, again, the, the world was very busy and then we got quiet and it's in the quiet space with inside us, not in our mind, but inside of us, this place of deep peace, deep relaxation, deep connection that allows you to listen. I was actually sharing with someone the other day, prayer is asking and meditation is listening. Hmm. So, yeah, if you have um, a desire to actually tap into something, sit to listen to that inner voice and don't 
Don't negate the inner voice. Don't say, oh, I can't be, it's not possible. I must be making it up. You're actually negating the power of your being, the power of yourself. And, and I, you know, when people say to me over the years, oh, I just want to be like you, which you never want to do that because, <laughs> you know, we're so of our own uniqueness that it's so beautiful to be the uniqueness of you. And, and they say that when, you know, with the art, with the crystal paint, all this, you know, the jewelry, whatever it is. And I say to them, you know, how did you get to do this? And I say, I didn't, I didn't do anything. It found me. Not one thing, not one thing did I intentionally say, oh, I'm going to be an artist. Oh, I'm going to be a jewelry designer. Oh, I'm going to be working on TV. I didn't say any of that. In fact, if you told me that 20 years ago, I would have thought you'd lost your mind. <laughs> well, it's like your story about the um, paintbrush. Yes, exactly. Can I'm you not sure that? Near enough, like, what was that? I was 40 years old. So if I tell you how many years ago, you'll know how old I am. Um, <laughs> but uh exactly you know I was at a stage in my life and I see now that the paintbrush was actually preparing me to support mental um illness at the moment in the world through PTSD and anxiety I went actually through my own anxiety PTSD experience and I just want to actually add one thing Mm -hmm. I had always heard a voice inside of me guiding me. So for me, that was my, that's been the lead. That's been the outer or inner visionary that said, go here, do this, do that. And I know not everyone has that ability, but I think I was given that ability. So I wouldn't seek the outside help. I would stay on the inside to hear it and learn it so I could then help and guide others. So for me, when I had my PTSD and my, um, my nervous breakdown, which no one knew about, um, I slept most of the day because I didn't hear my voices. For six oh, wow. months, I, heard, I didn't hear one voice. And that was like someone had turned off my breath because I'd lived all my life up until then at 40, every day hearing a voice, go here, do this, do that. It was, you know, that intuition voice yeah. and suddenly it was switched off oh wow that was must have been really lonely very 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 intense so yeah. to the outside world where we put these masks on our face and we pretend we're perfectly okay because that's how you've been brought up to feel you've got to be perfect and do the great show and and blah 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 um I did that really well with my family and my kids and everything but the minute I dropped them all off at school and there was three beautiful kids that I had the mask came off and I would just go to sleep for six months in fact I would have panic attacks in the supermarket and as you know me you can't you know that's not at all me but in those days and in that space of that experience that's how I understand what it feels like to be debilitated to feel lost and scared but that's the time that you really then grow and I had a dream one night the voice came back it was it was a plan you see had the voices been there and they told me what this was i was gonna have to do i would have given them every excuse (laughs) not to do it so i hadn't heard those voices for six months one night and i still remember to this day three you know near enough 3 a.m in the morning a voice said tomorrow look up meditation in italy and i knew 
I just knew because I knew that I'd been crying, God, I need to hear you. What's happening? I, I don't know where I am in my life. And, um, and I looked up at meditation in Italy, which um, changed my life because that was a Friday. And on the Monday, I had a one-way ticket wow. to DC, Italy. And I walked in. Oh, I got the chills. I silence <laughs> for 10 days and found an old paintbrush. And that took me to become the artist that I am today. Amazing. Because you, had you been a painter before that? I mean, I know that was kind of your, 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 you're still a painter, obviously, but it, you know, that was like the first season of what I know of you, um, of your artistic um, sharing. Were you painting before that? No, I, w- I was an interior designer. And, you know, sometimes people are, oh, well, then you, you know, you're artistic. I said, but, you know, art is very different to interior design. Painting yeah. a canvas is actually very vulnerable yeah. um, because you're showing someone your inner being. You know, right. uh, interior designing a, a home, not really vulnerable. It's much more, it's mechanical. It's right. very structured. So, you know, and, and for me, what happened when I came back from Italy, um, I would paint prolifically through the night these most profound visions Mm-hmm. And the just the journey of this in the past 17 years, I think there's about 2,000 paintings all around the world now. People have had profound healing and transformation um, from the pieces. It, you know, they're incredible. They're, and it's it's one thing to see them digitally or or a picture, but it's an entirely different experience. When I was with you. Um, visiting yeah. and I saw your paintings for the first time. It was, it was such a different experience. It was truly amazing because they sparkle. They yeah. have an energy about them that you can't see in a picture. Yes. And it's interesting because as years go by, as you yourself grow, you see different things in the paintings that you never saw before because they are alive. Yeah. They're, they feel alive. They have that energy. Yes. They're living. It's living art that mm-hmm. actually continually expands and changes as you expand and change and see it they're truly (laughs) magical but so is everything you do (laughs) (laughs) well the magic is within us all and um oh gosh the the, i feel that from this chat we're having you there's this connection if we could leave some really important seeds to connect with is don't don't keep yourself small. Don't mm. keep yourself in the box. You, you know, what was the catalyst of change for, for my life? Um, most probably not being able to read and write until I was 11 or 12 because I didn't get caught up in the program. Mm-hmm. So I never got caught in the program of this is the way it goes. This is how it has to be in this... I got caught up in, I'll make it happen. There's something within me. I'm going to, I'm going to, I don't know. It just, I'm going to pull it out of thin air. And I feel that today where we're at in our world and the change we've got is giving you the license to say, well, the normal's changed. And now you can pull things out of the air. Go on, do it. Make it happen. And you can. Yeah. Well, and I've always loved that about you because you seem to like dance through life. Like if it's not fun, you're not doing it. And you just, <laughs> seem, 
the most amazing part is, I mean, not only is it that the impact that you make on the world and the people around you, but the fact that you're actually able to make businesses out of these <laughs> endeavors, it's truly incredible because so many people, well, I see two things. People struggle with the clarity on what they should be doing. And I think a lot of that is the blocks we were just talking about with trying to define what it is you're going to do. Um, and it stopped you from actually moving forward. But, um, you know, then making a business out of it is, you know, quite a struggle. And you've seemed to accomplish that so many times in such a beautiful way. Mm, thank you. Wow. You know, um, I was also sharing about that the other day to 16 and 17 year olds about the, how the world, you know, for them is, is a little different now because college is different and school yeah. definitely is different. Working with your passion is not working. Right. So if you have to get up every morning and do something you're really not enjoying, you're not living. Right. And I think, again, I'm going to come back to that 11, 12-year-old who before that, most probably what was my favorite passion? Oh, trying on my grandmother's jewelry and her long silk gloves from the 1920s and imagining that I was there in that time, staying in that creative imagination, you know, going through um, the Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe, wardrobe that she most probably had there and imagining I'm in Narnia and yeah. staying in the, in the wonderment. So I then most probably mastered wonderment and um, had a purpose to do that, to be teaching that which I love to do and take that into my everyday, my everyday life. And so I didn't realize that an entrepreneur was what it was, but at 20, I own my own company, uh, a very unique company in England. And not that I was not hardworking or, or could have worked for someone else, but I just didn't think that my ability would be that someone else would want, because I felt like I was stupid because I hadn't learned to read and write. You know, and at 16, I walked out of school with no qualification. So for me, it's, it's, it's been that I, I live my passion working it and the money comes to me because it's genuinely my passion. Like yeah. there's nothing, and I'm not f scared to give you all of me and say you don't need to give me anything because in that moment, my heart is more important to offer something to, to give to you, like that's what you do too, than what's in it for me syndrome. That never has been my um, ethic of work. And I think my right. success has come from that. So the money, the money comes after the passion, mm -hmm. not the money and then the passion. It's what's your passion, work your passion and the money will come. And know that. your worth and know your worth yeah that's another part of it right yes because some you know as you know that with me there's many different parts of my um what i what i do but one of them is my clinical hypnotherapy and i had a client who i was working with the other day and she said to me um about paying and she goes well i don't know if i can afford to do this every week and i said to her well i'm not sure if you can afford not to do this every week right. And if you yeah. give yourself the value of that's all you're worth, and that's where that's why we're working together. Right. Because you're worth more than a dinner on a plate. Yeah. It's putting value to who you are. And so that value to who you are on that level is your passion. Live your passion and the rest will follow. I love that. That makes so much sense. 
Because so many people work the other way, right? They, they okay, well, this is what I le enjoy doing. Now, how do I make money doing it? Um, you know, kind of reverse engineering, being super clear about what you love. Yes, but the thing about asking yourself how you're going to make money is going to stop you from doing it. Mm -hmm. if you if you focus on how the logistics are going to happen you'll never take first base you'll never jump off the board right but if you just say I love and, and like I said to you with everything that I've done and, and you know what I've done because well you were there with me with my jewelry when I became yeah, a jewelry designer <laughs> yeah, exactly um it, it wasn't it was and it's really interesting because with the format of you know becoming a designer for QVC, the way that it happened, um, it was unusual as well because I came in through the back door in the way that I didn't have a collection. I had drawings. Um, I had jewelry that I had made, and I'd, been, I'd only been making jewelry two years. And um, but they loved my collection, and lo and behold, twenty six or twenty five SKUs later, the jewelry was made. It's beautiful. And and then, I, and I was there with you. I remember them saying at, at QVC, like, this doesn't happen. <laughs> People don't just do this. And she just smiled and showed these amazing pieces. And we were like, yes, <laughs> we want to make those. Yes, because you see, the, what, is the, um, what is the gemstone in this? Is, is someone says to you, oh, no, that's no, never going to happen or it doesn't happen that way. Does your heart tell you that? Or does your heart say something different? I've always listened to my heart. If my heart said, no, that's not true. You go keep going, Tia. I go, okay, no, that's not true. It, that, it does happen that way. And I remember when I first met with the agent um, and the story and how we came to meet, I met her when she told me, you know, she asked, what do you want to do with your jewelry? And I said, oh, I see myself as a QVC designer. And she said, do you know what I do? And I said, no. I mean, I didn't even know the lady. Yeah. Well, I'm a, an agent for QVC. <laughs> of course. I said to her in that moment, oh, my God, I'm going to be on the show. That's it. Well, she looked at me as if I had lost my mind. She said, oh, well, don't be ridiculous. It doesn't work that way. I said, well, but it does. It does. Yeah. And and when we were that night, she remember just before the show, and she said, she, that's what she said to me. And I told her it doesn't work that way. But in Tia's world, it does. But it does in all our world because – that's really where the passion is. You know, if it, you, it, it's a taste, it's, it's a feeling, it's a depth within you that if someone says to you, no, don't listen to them, then yeah. your passion, what's, what's your passion? Do you remember one of the shows I did? What's your kefi? Kefi is what's your passion. Yes. Live your passion. What's your kefi? I, I live by that every day. What's my kefi? And where do I want to put my prana? Where do I want to put my energy? Yeah. It's, it, and it's one thing's always kind of beautifully led to the next thing. I know we've talked about, we were talking about doors and opening things opening um, and sort of being windows. Yeah, of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think that links back to your passion. How am I going to pay the bills? How am I going to do this? If you can just let that go for a moment, and look at what's your passion and walk through the door of your passion back to the back of it, right at the back where the back doors are, the most probably the biggest patio doors that you've ever seen to a world of, of wonderment and limitless possibilities. That's how it's going to happen.
But you have to walk through the door of your passion first. You'll be amazed by what comes. This is the the world is of opportunity at the moment. There's a brand new opportunity out there waiting for you. Take it, run with it, and you'll be amazed at what will come out of you. And you'll say, "I w- I'm so grateful that I did this." You know, don't waste time. Time is the biggest commodity we have today. How much time do you waste on thinking things that are no good for you, mulling over them, munching on them? I mean. Tell a new story, create a new story, and paint it for yourself the way you want it to be. I love that. I'm closing my eyes right now. I'm just, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so many people needed to just hear that right now. Well, we're all in this together. You know, there's there's a space of unknown. Yeah, right. that's true. But did we ever really know? Has there been a real guarantee on anything? No. Is that the illusion? Well, what what do we know? We want to live life fully awake every day, present, living our purpose, not living to make ends meet because now we're being shown that's not the way and honouring ourselves, our health, our friendship, our family, love, compassion, camaraderie, community. These are all the the true things. And nowadays with the internet, you know, if you have um, an idea about something, you tell your friends, oh, I'm launching this, I'm starting that, you've got your cheerleaders. Yeah. And they'll help you put it out there and cheer you on and speak from your heart and share, you know, there's so many things that um, at times, and I'll just go on and just chit-chat on Facebook or mm-hmm. something live just because I'm I feel like I want to share something from my heart people yeah. know authenticity and and they need that in friendship because loneliness is a very big thing at the moment and the people that you you know I've met who are yoga instructors and conscious teachers are in their own depression at the moment because they're feeling stifled from human touch so community and connection from your heart will lead, could lead you to become a blogger, could lead you to be any, you know, um, doing your own little talk show. <laughs> trying <That's fun>. it. <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I did this when I was five years old. My parents yeah. gave me a Casio recorder and my little tape set, my little cassette tape in there. And I would start this show with, hey, folks. <laughs> And now I'm 40 years old and doing it again. (laughs) And that magical age, that 40, that's, you know, when it does begin. 30s and 40s, of course, then the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and and the 90s, a different age. But 30s and 40s are very um, transitional. They pull you out of being stuck in that mud of, I'm not sure who I am. Am I pretty enough? Am I this enough? I need to be doing, you know, all those things you put yourself under. 40, you start to go, you know, I'm really getting to love this enough yeah. person. I'm, I'm seeing her. I'm grooving with her. I'm jiving with her. I'm dots. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm getting it on with her. She's amazing. By the time you're 50, you go, okay, this woman, <laughs> she's ready. 
and, uh, and actually I'm near a 60, which I can't even believe. I'm like, no. My son, the other week, he asked me for my birthday and he goes, mum, they got it wrong. You can't be that. Like, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't I don't know how that could be. You have the energy of a 20-year-old, if that. Yeah. Timeless, timeless. Living your passion. Living your passion keeps you young and it keeps you healthy and it stops you from feeling depressed. And um, I'm very grateful that during COVID, um, I had a really wonderful friend come and live with me, a unicorn, who hasn't <laughs> left. And um, and he keeps me with his mother, who is a dragon. Um, yes, tell me about that. <laughs> I, I honestly, I think that's what kept me um, sparkling through the times that we've been, you know, going through. Mm-hmm. How did you come to that? Oh gosh, that's such a long story. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should do a retreat together and and, and empower women and men to. Uh, to tap into that consciousness that brought Emi Uni to my world. Um, again, well, why don't we tell them what it is, what Emi Uni is? So Emi Uni is my character for change for children, a mindfulness program for children to help them stay in their magnificence. If we can keep the children in that wonderment today, they won't have the struggles of tomorrow. Hmm. They will become problem solvers, not problem seekers. They will have the ability to, if there is underlying bullying, to stop it. So again, Emi Uni um, was really, he's my nephew, Ralph, who is um, six years old and can be quite a, a munchkin unicorn at times. And so um, I'd always, again, had another, another vision about um, something or other that I was going to do later on in life. And so when he, before he was born, I would tell stories to children after school about this little unicorn. He was my pillow. I was like the fairy godmother. They would come 60 kids on a bus with Mr. Bob. And um, it was beautiful. And we would do meditation and mindfulness with this little cushion unicorn. This was 12 years ago. So I said, you know, one day I'm going to write stories. When along comes my nephew six years ago. And uh, when he's about three years old, I'm visiting him in England and start to tell him the story about this little unicorn. And I used, you know, do voices. And he would say, but why, auntie, but why? (laughs) Well, I would explain why. And he, but what, can I be in it? And I said, well, of course you can, Ralphie. So then one day I said to my sister, you know, I'm going to design a unicorn that looks like Ralph and his personality. And I never look back. And Emi Uni is my nephew, Ralph. Um, he is the voice of love and compassion, kindness, friendship. And he makes me cry sometimes with the gift of being um, the voice of, of his reasoning. And um, from him came Mama, his mother, who's a dragon. And during um, COVID, um, he was drawn three years earlier and then during COVID I painted him and before I knew it he came walking through the door one day as a you know teddy bear and I have a a set in my home with uh, props that we do tv shows and animation um and and now in the space of four months 
EMI Uni is a part of storytelling to children in LA, to children in Florida. And um, I recorded 40 stories that he has. I'm not so naughty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, you're not EMI. And he goes, but sometimes when you call me, I'm in the ice cream. And when I'm in the ice cream, all I want to do is eat ice cream. Because that's where he lives in his playroom is in, in an ice cream. And then through the stories this week, actually, um, is about Bingo Giraffe and its premises about anti-bullying. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the story, Emi always questions me about what he'd heard, what's he, what he's heard, so that then we can get the metaphor out of what it means. Mm-hmm. And I feel in my heart that this is my destiny to, to do. And the artwork and the jewellery got me to this moment through this doorway, which I believe is, is part of my final, not my final hurrah, but the next stage of what I'm here to do. And that's why I would never not want you to go through those doors and those windows, look through them, because each step is the most important step of your life. Right. Don't miss them. I've made choices in my life that were um, financially based and they never work out. And the ones that I always sort of think like, oh, I'm just going to try this and we'll see where it goes. Those are the ones that really always unfold and unfold and unfold to something that I never even imagined could it could be. Right. How fabulous is that? That's I know. Give me five. Let's dance. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Keep going. Keep going. And oh, what you only teach by example to mm-hmm. your children, to your son and your daughter, and to your family and your nieces and nephews. And I think this is a fascinating generation, the one that's coming up. It, I think they're just going to change the world. Of course they are. They're they really are. incredible. Yeah, they already are. And they have, they want to have a voice. Yeah, and, uh, and they can with social media. They have yeah. that opportunity where I think the generation I grew up with we all wanted to see change. We all believed in change. We all thought things needed to change. And I think these kids actually know, actually, I have the power to change things now. I don't have to wait until I'm 25 and have a job and I can change things now. Right. It's it's a beautiful way as well that these children know how to say no as well, where you know, in, in our generation, my generation, not yours, because you're younger than me, but a lot of times it was, I had to be quiet stay quiet quiet. don't be seen um you know you you were hidden there has to be a balance there has to have compassion and I feel these children do they have empathy empathy for others empathy for those who are not as um strong in some ways that they are and want to give them the help to get there too not that I'm better than you or you can't do it no let we're in this together right yeah, they're like teammates. They all just seem, just watching my own children, um, so accepting of each other, so supportive. I, I, I mean, we rarely have conversations about um, negative, negative relationships that the kids have encountered. It's, it's mainly like, oh, so I ran into this kid today. Um, I was walking into the therap- uh, to the counseling office in school. This is my son. And um, he had wanted to go talk to the counselor about something that was bothering him. And this kid who he had met a couple times, he was on the basketball team with him for a little bit for a season, I think, was so amazing. Hey, dude, you know, um, what's going on? Are you okay? All right. If you need anything, come find me. Tell me how that goes. And I was like, 
this this is seventh grade are you kidding that's amazing yeah it's um it's a whole new beautiful space out there that we mustn't mess up the program the the expectation of of robotic you know structure does not belong with these children yeah they need to be free to be who they are with guidance and love and wisdom i was um i actually uh, drew something for one of my teachings the other day it was five modules and i'll send it to you if you want to share it on this podcast Sure. Beginning of humanity and the beginning of creation before we actually incarnate here as human beings, which we already are still connected to, is a universal source with, let's say, a QR code in the middle. And this QR code is unique to us. And only we are the only one of that QR code. The whole world has trillions of QR codes walking around in human form. So trying to be someone else or like someone else will never work because that's not your code. Mm. Stay true to your code. What happens when you're first born? You are activated beyond, you know, conscious awareness. You're in pure perfection, pure perfection. You know everything. You know when to crawl, when to walk, how to talk. Mm. What happens is, if the family's caught up in, in the indoctrination of the brainwash, the brainwash starts. It's not because it's chosen to be taught, but it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. And that child, over a period of time, forgets who they are and their true magnificence. Right. They get caught up in the busy world of the octopus, running here, running there, doing this, doing that. Your feet, you know, whatever you're doing, it's like your whole being is doing everything because you want to be superhuman. And, and super achieved and super this and super successful and all this, which is the furthest from what you will be if you overwhelm your circuits with too much until you find that you just can't do it anymore and you become so overwhelmed that either you have a breakdown or feel that you need to just be left alone. Just give me space, you know. You can hear yourself say, leave me alone. I don't have any time for myself. Those words are the word of destruction. In my book, I call it self-wisdom, not self-wisdom. And you, you find an alternative. You look and you start to search because you, you know you've gone the furthest away from the true authentic self that you are. So you're the furthest from your real QR code, from the universe that you belong to. You've, you've traveled off into the solar system and you're lost. You're lost in space. And you start to say, no, this can't be. I need to get back to who I really am. And you start to make your way back to that place of who you really are through meditation, yoga, relaxation, until one day you realize this is who I really am, this is where I really want to be, and you come back home to yeah. your authentic self where everything is created from the genius presence of your being in the world that you are today. This is who we are coming back into, and we must not let the children of today travel off as far as we have, this human race has. We must keep them plugged in. We must keep them grounded. We must let them know that they can achieve and do anything. We must teach them compassion and let that keep running. Empathy, conscious creativity, 
that is what is important today more than ever i love that yeah i think when you feel out of alignment you know it you know when you're not you know close to your code um and then when you're there it just feels so natural everything comes so much easier you even look different right <laughs> yeah i look at pictures of myself and i see it i see when I knew what I was going through at different points in my life, and I'm 40 now, I look older in some of my pictures where I'm absolutely in complete out of alignment with everything at my core versus now where I feel like I, I'm, I'm really in an amazing place and I'm so grateful. Um, you see it. You just you look different. Yes, because you can't hide. And it's interesting, um, again, I was sharing this the other day with some people I was uh, mentoring. They're, they're actually uh, wrong charities for children. You can pretend that you're okay, but a child will feel the safest when they know you are and they'll see it on your face. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, so to yourself, again, coming back full circle of what we've been talking about, when you live your passion, you don't pretend anything. You are living the vibrational presence of that which you love 24-7. Why wouldn't you stay young looking? Why wouldn't you stay healthy? Why wouldn't you be successful? You would because you're, yeah. you're living your true, authentic way of life. And shine. you shine the brightest. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I just had a therapy session. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so happy because that makes me feel that I've inspired today. And that's oh. why I do what I do. It's how can you wake up in the morning? Okay. I, I see the possibilities are endless. I'm, every morning, I do remind myself to wake up and sing my song. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for today. I'm so grateful for everything in my life. I'm just so grateful. And I build that grateful, grateful crescendo up till I'm jumping out of bed going, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And like if someone's here, they go, what is that woman on? <laughs> uh, the high of a beautiful life. Yes. Which we, all of us, can give ourselves. It might take a bit of practice. It doesn't, you know, I've been there where I've had um, deep, sad, experiences and I've had deep life threatening experiences I've been through them all and people look at you know some of the things and they go well you've never and I see you never judge a book by its cover you don't know what I've been through but what right. I used to be in now because of what I've been through is how I live my life it's the choice it's my choice and I will yeah. never let anything or anyone take the joy of my life from me because I deserve to live it that way yeah I think it is it could be that simple, right? It is. Just choosing it. Yes, it is that simple. And yet the simplicity can be the hardest. Yes. <laughs> right. Because you have to believe it. You have to feel that you are worthy of the grandness of your love. And that love is the love affair of self. Every day is a love story to self. Mm. And love song. And no, don't let anyone rain on your parade or stop your band playing. No one. No one has yeah. the right, they don't have the right to take up real estate in your space. It's important words right now. <laughs> <laughs> All of them are, actually. <clears throat> well, 
Thank you so much. Uh, I'm sure we'll have many conversations in the future. Um, but I just, I'm so blessed to have you as my friend and I'm so happy to bring you on and have an episode with you to share just a couple, you know, half hour of your amazing, amazing light. Thank you so much, darling. And I, I am so grateful that I get to witness and hold space for you as you expand your unicorn consciousness <laughs> in the world of creativity. As I know, you know, what you've been doing with your work and everything. And if anyone does want to listen to any of our podcasts or follow us on Instagram, which would be so lovely, we are building that tribe for the children. Um, it is emeuni, E-M-E-U-N-I dot com. I'd love for you to go on there and just have a little nosy on and listen to some of our stories. And let me yeah, you think. I'll make sure that all that information will be in the show notes. Um, we'll share some little um, special tidbits on the the tribe of unicorns website um so yeah definitely go and check all of that out because there's beautiful things happening always around tia oh well i i'm uh, i'm just so grateful truly for our love and connection that we've had for these i think seven eight years now i don't even know it feels like a lifetime (laughs) i've always known you yeah we've We've known each other as we know forever and ever, another lifetime. <laughs> but it's so amazing when you don't live down the road or speak to each other as much as you right. want, but that you are together. It does always happen. Yeah, there's that connection that keeps you in that loving space always. always. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. I love you. Thank love you so much. <laughs> A hug. <laughs> I know virtual hugs virtual hug oh and thank you again you know from the bottom of my heart oh, my pleasure see you soon so we will have Tia back on and um in the meantime definitely go check her out her social which will be in the show notes and I will include some extra little goodies in there too that you guys will love thank, thank you. you again thank you my darling love you lots see love you see too you soon bye sweetheart bye Thank you so much, Tia, for being on Tribe of Unicorns. You have always been a unicorn. You have your own unicorn universe. And I encourage everyone to go and go to Tribe of Unicorns. Take a look at Tia's page. That's where you can find the links to her entire universe, Amy Uni, and so, so much more. So take a peek. Go over there. She has a guided meditation for you guys. Let me know what you got out of this episode. Come and leave us a review. Leave us some feedback. I would love to hear. Are you inspired to find your true path? As always, we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon.